I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's gotta be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Team, no glaring weakness of the Patriots, that's for sure. It's going to take a great game by Atlanta to to beat this team. There we go, Mike Carlson. Some of the sounds of Conference Championship Sunday: uh, Atlanta Falcons, then New England Patriots, progressing to Super Bowl Fifty One. Hi, hello. You got me all ex- Hi, you got me all excited listening to that uh, <laughs> listening to that little tape you had running there. It's just like just like being at the game and. You know, it should be a really good Super Bowl, and and um, it's you know it's being looked at as being a high scoring one. It's probably the um, boy motorcycle just went by. That um, they've set the over under higher than any Super Bowl I can remember, and I think for good reason because you have two offenses that are really similar to each other in a lot of ways. They can find ways to beat you. They've mm. got uh, playmakers. Atlanta have uh, you know Julio Jones probably the best receiver um, in the league or second day, Antonio Brown. And Kyle Shanahan, their offensive coordinator, really schemes to get him open and to use his other weapons. And the people he reminds me the most of would be the New England Patriots and Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. New England kind of works the same way, trying to get mismatches, using formations to, to dictate the way your, your defense is going to play. And it could really be a high-scoring game, depending on whose defense shows up. Yeah. Notwithstanding the drama in Dallas... Uh, involving uh, Green Bay the other week. It, it was two more hammerings at the weekend. So, so far in the postseason, there have been 10 games and pretty much eight blowouts. Yeah, and, you know, blowout, I'm not sure is always the right word for some of these games because a number of them were actually pretty close games to a point. Mm. And then, and then when that point was reached, someone either didn't make a play or, or made a bad one, and then the game, the game turned at that point. Um, and you know, you could look at the games um, 
last week. The goal, the goal line stand by New England turned that whole game round. Uh, the fumble by Ripkowski for Green Bay when they were about to get right back into the game turned that game around too. And it, it, it basically shows you that this level of play, you can't afford to make mistakes. If you're playing a lesser team, you can make mistakes and get away with it. But when you're playing a team, especially teams with the offensive firepower that Atlanta and, and New England have, you make a mistake, you lose that chance, and then all of a sudden you're, you're way behind and it changes the kind of game you have to play. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's why, you know, you, we can, we can predict or we, you know, we can analyze all we want, but it's one or two mistakes that could really take the whole game out of both either team's game plan and certainly my, you know, my perception or your perception of, of what the game might be like. The hope for the Green Bay Atlanta Falcons match was that it was going to be a shootout and as it transpired Aaron Rodgers just wasn't protected very much uh, by his team and naturally struggled yeah and I I thought he actually probably should have had it drawn a couple of penalties that he didn't get because he was he was hit pretty hard at times but again what happened in that game after the Ripkowski fumble and they fell behind was they couldn't they couldn't go with the run game even when they used it Atlanta was paying no real attention because they knew they had they had to pass mm-hmm. to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. So when once you become one dimensional, it becomes a lot easier for a defense, um, you know, to cope with what you're doing. And then you watch the Green Bay players going down one by one, mm-hmm. and it became almost impossible, you know. And and still, for the life of me, I've broken a rib, and I, I have no idea how Jordy Nelson was able to go out there and play and, and play relatively well for you know for at least a half. Yeah. So we have Falcons, we have the Patriots, that's a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl. You referenced there Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons offense, which uh, is just brilliant. I mean, can this be stopped? Can this offense be stopped? How do the Patriots match up? That's a, that's a really interesting question. Shanahan's played them twice, one with Houston and one with Washington, with, with Matt Schaub and Rex Grossman at quarterback in those two times. And they did pretty well both times against New England. Um, you know, he, he's, he's very good at doing... <laughs> I can tell you, pizza delivery is really loud around here. Um, he's, he's really good at, at doing what the Patriots like to do. Which, which is, as I said earlier on, scheming his, his receivers open. He's got two good and versatile runners who can both catch the ball downfield. Um, and so really, to me, the question is, how is New England going to cope with that? Their, their usual game plan is to try to take the other team's best weapon away, which would be, in this case, Julio Jones. And they did a pretty good job of that against Pittsburgh. They stopped the running game against Pittsburgh pretty well, even before Le'Veon Bell got hurt. And what they're saying is if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with your secondary receivers. And Pittsburgh's secondary receivers didn't really step up and do that. Now, Sanu and Gabriel for Atlanta are both you know, kind of experienced guys who, who can make plays and both new to the team this year. And I think that's been, for Atlanta, the big difference is that Ryan has more efficient weapons and Ryan's playing lights out. So, you know, I think it's going to be a real challenge. Mm. Uh, Bill Belichick, Patriots coach, of course, is headed for his seventh Super Bowl. The only team, the only coach to take his team to seven Super Bowls. And he's a man who doesn't hand out praise easily at the best times to his players, Belichick. But it was noticeable that afterwards he did talk up the players. It's all about the players. They work hard. They're unselfish. They're tough. 
Uh, they took care of the ball. They played good defense. We have a special team, a special group of guys that work really hard. He's obviously coached some really good teams down the years. Did this team rank right up there for him? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think so because I think this team to him is exactly what the um, the first Super Bowl team was for the Patriots. Um, you know, a, a lot of spare parts that they've just put together. Um, they let some of their best players go, and, and they picked up guys uh, that no one else was really interested in, and they've made that work. And and I think that is is why this Patriots team is, is a really special one. They've lost the guy who's probably their, apart from Brady, their best offensive threat in, in Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. That didn't matter. They lost Brady for four games at the start of the season. That didn't matter. So, you know, after the, the Super Bowl win two years ago against Seattle, Belichick said um, in, in one of the documentaries they made afterwards, you know, coaches lose game games and players win them. And I think he honestly believes that. Um, so whatever praise he's been giving this team, I think is honestly earned. Brady, uh, in the uh, last day out against uh, Pittsburgh, completed 32 of 42 passes for 384 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, including uh, first-half scoring strikes of 34 and 16 yards to Chris Hogan. We'll talk about Chris Hogan. Uh, so talk to me about 40-year-old Tom Brady. He looks to be moving as well as ever. Well, he never moved that well to begin with. <laughs> True, okay. So it's not that it's not that hard for him. Yeah, but you know, I, I couldn't figure out what Pittsburgh were doing on Sunday because you know they never adjusted. They sat back in that zone. Brady always picks them apart when they're in that zone. And 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 as you said, Chris Hogan, you know, it was as if he were invisible for part of the game. Okay. Um, and, and they they were just letting him go by. I mean, you know, that's typical of, of what I was just talking about. Hogan's a guy who Buffalo made no effort to keep after the last season. Yeah. New England snapped him up, and he's had, you know, by far the best season of his career. Um, At 20, 28 last, years old. Yeah, and the last couple of weeks, they basically used him to um, fill some of the roles that Gronk would do. Uh, you know, a couple of the patterns that he ran against Pittsburgh were, were really tight end patterns where he, where he was, he was taking care of that. And, and Pittsburgh had no answer for that. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's brilliant stuff. And, and, um, you know, I, I think the Atlanta defense is going to have a challenge as well, trying, mm. trying to stop that. And Atlanta's defense is, is a lot like the Seahawks from two years ago, uh, obviously, because Dan Quinn was, was their defensive coordinator before he became Atlanta's head coach. Um, and they've started to put together young players who, who fit that Seahawks mode. You know, you look at Keanu Re- Neal, the, um, the rookie safety. He's Cam Chancellor. He's their version of Cam Chancellor. So, so I think New England will have an easier time offensively figuring out what Atlanta is doing. Um, and, you know, Atlanta's offense, I think, will, will sort of prod and pit to find out where the weaknesses of New England's defense are. Mm. So... At this remove, and we'll obviously talk to you more in, closer to the game, who are you going for? Um, you know, because Bill and I were in college together, and, mm. and, I, and I'm from New England. I, I tend to have that emotional draw um, toward the Patriots. Plus, everybody hates them, so that, that, makes, them, you know, that makes me feel better about them as well. Um, but I really had a good a time when I picked Seattle two years ago, because then I was right. Plus the Patriots won, so I felt better about that. So, you know, I'm really tempted to say Atlanta, but I'm going to say New England. I think that they match up in the end uh, a little bit better. And we'll, we'll talk next week and yeah. see if I still feel that way. Okay, very good. Mike Carlson, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Joe. Cheers, Mike Carlson there uh, with some initial thoughts on Super Bowl 51. February 5th, Patriots against uh, Falcons. We'll obviously be building up to that game more.
next week. Now, next up, football show, there's that Alex Ferguson interview with the BBC, which just uh, gone to air in the last hour or so. We'll bring you some more of what Ferguson was saying. We will be talking to David Priest about goalkeepers and Dermot Gallagher about the life of a Premier League referee. Off the ball. Get all the best bits at newstalk.com slash off the ball. Newstalk 106 to 108.